Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, March 14, 2022. Here in Italy, there is certainly a more relaxed and unfortunately less cautious approach to coronavirus control measures. This is a problem in addition to the contagiousness of the Omicron variant and its subvariants circulating in Italy, to the fact that spring has not yet arrived and it is still cold, and that the vaccination campaign has basically stopped. The Italians who have not even done the first dose are almost 7 million, and there are people among whom the virus can circulate without obstacles. In European countries where it was decided before Italy to relax restrictions to fight the Covid, there is an increase in new positives that makes them fear a fifth wave. This fear is not yet present in Italy, although the curve of new positives have begun to rise again here, but very, very slowly. Still, fortunately, Italian hospitals continue to empty. Even if the colored zone system is is coming to an end in Italy, it is still on and today eight Italian regions turn low COVID risk white. They are Emilia Romagna, Friuli Venezia Giulia, Liguria, Molise, Puglia, Sicily, Tuscany and Val d'Aosta. From today, only Calabria, Lazio, Marche and Sardinia remain in yellow anti-COVID zone and none is in the red zone, the worst one. March 31 is getting closer and closer. On that day, the state of emergency will expire after more than two years, and a government plan is expected to arrive at a further and progressive loosening of the anti-COVID measures. Draghi's executive is working on a timetable, but there is still no certainty as to when it will be defined and illustrated. Without the state of emergency, there should be no longer the colors of the regions, the massive use of smart working and the scientific technical committee that advises the government. That of the green pass remains one of the aspects on which there are more hypotheses and on which the calendar should focus. There is talk of a gradual elimination of green certification starting with outdoor places and then moving on to indoor ones. The goal is to get the summer without restrictions. The concern for the war continues to be very, very, very high in Italy as the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues and advances westward and some Ukrainian cities on on the border with Poland, i.e. on the border with the European Union, have already been bombed. Ukraine has officially put forward its request to join the EU. The heads of European governments met to address this very sensitive issue. The head of the Italian government, Draghi, said that Italy is very supportive of Ukraine's application to join the EU, but it will take time because the EU treaty provides for very precise procedures for entry and a long period of structural reforms and many other obligations to bring the society, the economy and the institutional level of a country to one comparable to others of various EU members. By the way, Italy is in favor, but not all European countries are. In this regard, a poll published yesterday says that 7 out of 10 Italians want Ukraine in the EU, while 9 out of 10 are very concerned about the war. Meanwhile, today, the United States and China are meeting to talk about what to do to try to resolve this situation, and they're doing it here in Rome. The war has also caused an excessive and, according to the government, totally unjustified increase in the price of fuel. And this is causing difficulties for the transporters of goods who move on the Italian highways, the vast majority of the goods that circulate in Italy, because those that travel by ship, train or plane are the minority. 
A strike had been announced for today, but it was not authorized. However, 70,000 trucks will not move today, and the risk is that supermarkets will soon start to lack goods. Already last weekend, there was a bit of panic in some parts of Italy because of this, with exaggerated spending and rationing of some goods. <coughs> Sardinia, which is an island, is the place where this fear has spread the most. To give a measure of comparison to you, who are seeing the price of fuel rise in America as well, translating dollars into euros and converting the unit of measure of the gallon that you use in America with that of the liter that we use here in Italy, last Monday, March 7, a liter of gasoline cost 1.178 euros in America and 2.116 euros in Italy. It's almost double. But there is more to say. Before taxes, the cost of Italian fuel is lower than the European average. <clears throat> but in percentage terms, the Italian tax penalty on fuel is 55% of the final cost of gasoline and 51% of the total price of diesel. Italy has spent years financing its expenses by increasing the price of gasoline by a few cents at a time. These are almost imperceptible increases spread over the entire population. The problem is that every time we buy gas at the pump, every one of us Italians also pay extraordinary taxes that date back decades. Among the components that make up 55% of taxes, listen to this, there is even one that is justified, even today, with the expenses incurred by Italy for the war in Abyssinia in 1935. You got it right, you heard me right. In 1935, Mussolini increased fuel taxes to finance the invasion of Abyssinia, and since then, no one has ever removed that percentage of taxes that goes to the Italian state when Italians buy gasoline. These are taxes that, when they are decided, are defined as one-off, una tantum, from the Latin words that mean once in a while, but instead they are una semper, that from Latin translates as forever. In February 2021, a report ranked international cuisines according to the number of tagged foods on Instagram, and Japanese cuisine topped the chart with over 15.5 million hashtags. Italian foods followed close with 14.7 million hashtags, and Indian cuisine placed third. A year later, in February 2022, Italian cuisine is on top of the world. With Italian cuisine being the ultimate comfort food, it's no wonder that hashtag pizza and hashtag pasta are among the top five most cherished foods over, uh, worldwide. These two hashtags alone appeared on Instagram over 14 million times over the past year. What's more, hashtags relating to Italian foods were used close to 4 million times on Instagram over the past year, up 28% year on year. But while Italian food might be simple and comforting and good, it's also very aesthetically pleasing, which is exactly what Instagram is all about. Italian food often involves rich, earthy colors that pop and that are easier to enhance with all those fun Instagram filters too. And please take a look to our Instagram page because every day we have one Italian dish photographed and hashtagged on our Instagram account. Please look for We the Italians on Instagram too. Italy isn't typically associated with accessibility, yet the new study finds that two of its cities rank among the worst top 10 accessible cities. The study ranked 20 of the world's most visited cities on factors such as wheelchair accessibility at hotels, restaurants and attractions, disabled parking spaces, and airport accessibility facilities for the hard of hearing, blind and partially sight, 
cited to reveal the world's most accessible cities. Milan ranked fifth overall, Rome ninth overall, and Florence seventeenth. Interestingly enough, uh, all three of the cities with the highest percentage of wheelchair-friendly restaurants are located in Italy. Florence had the highest percentage overall, with more than half of the restaurants in the Tuscan city being accessible by wheelchairs. My, Milan and Rome have a similar percentage with regards to restaurant accessibility, while they score higher than Florence for attractions, museums and monuments that are wheelchair accessible. For travelers in a wheelchair, it's still important to remember that moving around, around on cobblestone streets, narrow sidewalks and hilly terrain, a characteristic of many Italian city centers and villages, may pose a challenge. However, accessibility at tourist attractions, restaurants and hotels has widely improved over the last two decades in Italy. Besides, here, some attractions are free for disabled tourists. Now, it's all for now. Please stay safe and take care and stay healthy. This was with Italian News. My name is Umberto Mucci. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.